Well, good morning. Very warm welcome to you to our service of worship. As we come now to worship God, may you know God's loving presence with you. Well, we're going to have a responsive call to worship this morning from John's Gospel, um, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So let's begin our worship as we sing together our first hymn, Lord, the light of your love is shining. Shine, Jesus, shine. Mission praise number 445. And uh, you may like to clap along to this uh, song as well. It's uh, it's a good lively one to begin with.
Well, our Bible story today is all about God's love and his power to heal through Jesus. So we've got uh, a few pictures uh, today, if we can have our first one there, we have it. So this is a picture of Jesus and uh, someone coming to him, which we're going to find out about in a moment. Well, Jesus had been teaching people up in the hills and big crowds had been listening to him and when he came down from the hill, they followed him. And at the bottom of the hill, Jesus met a man. And nobody else would have been very pleased to see this man because he had a skin disease called leprosy. People were frightened of getting leprosy, so people with leprosy weren't allowed to live at home with other people or anywhere near well people. So when this man came to Jesus, the crowd would have been uh, very shocked that he had come into a crowded place. Well, the man knelt down in front of Jesus. He so wanted to be made better and he knew that Jesus could do this. He said, sir, if you want to, you can make me clean. He wanted his skin to be made fresh and new looking, not blotchy and wrinkled from the leprosy. Well, Jesus reached out and touched the man and the crowd would have been horrified because nobody ever touched a person with leprosy. But Jesus didn't mind. I do want to heal you, he said. Be clean. At once, the man was made completely well. Jesus told him not to stop and talk anyone. What he was to do was to go to the priest and there was a special thank you ceremony that the priest and the man would take part in to show that he was completely healed. Well, that's a, a wonderful story of Jesus healing a man who no one else would touch. Jesus showed him how much God loved him by touching him and healing him, and he made the man well again. And the man was so happy he went to say thank you to God. Well, we're going to uh, pray now, and uh, we'll uh, pray about that, and also we'll close our prayers with the Lord's Prayer. Let's pray together. Dear God, thank you that you love us so much that you sent Jesus to show us your love. Thank you for this story about the man who no one else wanted to be with, being touched and healed by Jesus. Thank you that you welcome us when we come to you and that you are powerful to help us and heal us. Forgive us for the times when we have not shown your love. Help us to show your love for other people as Jesus did. Bless us as we worship you today and help us to live for you always. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen well, we're going to sing now my jesus my savior mission praise number 1003 
Our lesson this morning is to be found in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1 and reading verse 1 to verse 10 and then verse 24 to chapter 2, verse 3. Genesis chapter 1 and at verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above. And it was so. God called the vault sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let God and let dry ground appear, and it was so. God called the dry ground land, and gathered the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And at verse 24. And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. 
and to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Amen. God will bless to us this reading from his holy word. Let us continue our worship in the singing and mission praise number 506, How Great Thou Art.
Let's pray. Loving God, we thank you that you are not only our creator, but our redeemer through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you for your word, which is a living word, and ask that you would speak to us in our hearts and minds and help us to understand all that you want to say to us this morning by your spirit. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, beginnings are very important. Unless we know the beginning of a story or event, at best we only have a partial understanding of what it's all about. If we were to watch a new film but miss the beginning, we might be left wondering what the plot is and why people are acting as they are. Beginnings are also very important when we're trying to get an understanding of ourselves and of our world. Think of the vast resources devoted to trying to unravel the mysteries of our world and our universe through many scientific explorations on Earth and in space. Think, for example, of the recently launched James Webb telescope pointing its array of image-gathering devices to the farthest parts of the cosmos, looking back at the early stages of the formation of stars and galaxies trying to work out how everything started. We might also think about closer to home. What about the amount of time people can spend researching their own family origins? The many websites and online resources available today to help people trace their ancestry. And with the event of DNA test kits that can be bought, we can discover where the various branches of our family tree originated from across the world, sometimes with unexpected and surprising results. Discovering our origins, our beginnings, whether in terms of our family tree or in terms of the origins and beginnings of all things, are some of the biggest questions that we can try to answer. We can look up at the universe as the psalmist did and say, when I look at the heavens, who am I among such a vast array of stars in the sky? Answering the questions of our beginnings are among the most important that we can seek an answer for. They're up there with questions of what's life all about? Where am I going? What does the future hold? The Bible, God's Word, has something to say to us about all these questions and more. But today, we're, and over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at the questions of beginnings and ultimately the beginning of all things. 
However, it's not simply to satisfy our curiosity or to try and fill in the gaps of our understanding. This is about giving the background to, or the backdrop to the greatest story ever told. We're talking not only about history, we're talking about his story. That is God's story and the story of God's Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is, after all, the backdrop behind the story of Jesus coming, which we've only just celebrated again at Christmas. This is the story behind the story, which helps us make sense of our world and the reasons for God coming into our world in such a special way through his Son. It's the background which helps us understand why our world is as it is today and why Jesus has come to be our Savior. It's the story of how things began, how things were very good, how things became very bad, and how God has been reaching out in love to us right from the beginning and continues to reach out to us. It answers questions about who we are, why we need a savior, and what God's good purposes are for us, our world, and indeed our universe. These are some of the biggest questions there are, so let's begin right at the start. Let's begin at the beginning. The very first four words in the Bible say, in the beginning, God. And so if we want to make any sense of the beginnings of our world, the universe, and little you and me, there's only one place to start, or rather one person to start with, and that's God. Try as we like, there's no way that we can make any real sense of our life and our world around us by leaving God out of the equation. Uh, some of you might remember back to maths at school. I remember back to doing maths at school and later during my engineering degree. And uh, one thing I learned about equations was this. If you leave anything out of the equation, you won't be able to solve it. It just won't make sense. So to leave out the most important part of the questions about our beginnings and the backdrop to all of history leaves us floundering. We learn from the opening of the book of Genesis and throughout the Bible that God has been involved with our universe, our world, and ultimately with us right from the start. In fact, the opening verses of Genesis reveal something very interesting about God that's only fully explained to us in the coming of Jesus. In verse 26, when God creates the first people, he doesn't say, let me make mankind in my image. He says, let us make mankind in our image. Verse 2 reveals that God's Spirit is involved from the start, hovering over the waters when the earth was formless and empty. And in verse 3, we're told that when God speaks and says, let there be light, light appears and God sees that it's good and it separates, separates the light from the darkness. But then if we jump ahead in our Bibles to the opening verses of John's Gospel, some verses of which we, we used in our call to worship earlier, we read that as well as God the Father and the Holy Spirit 
our Lord Jesus Christ, God's Son, is also there at the beginning as the living Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. In the coming of Jesus then, what the Bible tells us is that he's not some newcomer born as a baby in Bethlehem of purely human origins. Rather, he was with God and was God. He was with God in the beginning. So when we come to look at the beginnings of all things through the opening chapters of Genesis, we can know that God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, our God who is one God in three persons, was there from the start and intimately involved in the creation of all things. I wonder how often we think that God's only interested in certain aspects of our lives, such as our religious activities, when in fact as the maker of all things who holds all things together, it tells us in the New Testament, Colossians 1.17, from the tiniest subparticle to the largest supergalaxy in the universe. God is interested in every aspect of our lives. However, the most wonderful part of the account of the creation of all things in the book of Genesis is what God considers the pinnacle of his creation. To say everything in the account of creation has been amazing is an understatement. I'm sure that when we stop and when we take time to look around us, to wonder at the beauty that we can see in even the smallest things, we can see a reflection of how good God's creation was right from the start. But even with the amazing account of how God, Father, Son, and Spirit creates light, time, the heavens and the earth, the sky, the sea, the land, the plants, and all living creatures, the pinnacle of God's creation is people. Everything up to that point was good in God's eyes. But in verses 26 to 27, we reach God's pièce de résistance, the great masterpiece, human beings. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image, in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And as we read on in verse 31, it's only after God created mankind, male and female, in his image, that God looks at everything and sees that it's not just good, but very good. This is one 
of the most important truths for us to grasp in the whole Bible, the importance that God gives to each one, to each person. We are made in God's image, in his likeness. Men and women together are made to reflect the image of God who created all things in our universe. And he thinks the world about each one of us. Being made in God's image, however, doesn't only mean that God's made us to be creative like him. It means that God's made us to know him and to discover our destiny in a living relationship with him. We could say that's the story of the Bible in a nutshell. It's his story of creating us to know his life, light, and love in our lives. How we lost that, and how God came to save us and restore us through his son, Jesus. We discover that God made us to be fruitful and to take care of our world and one another. He blessed us and gave us all that we needed. Then when he finished creating the heavens and the earth, God rested. And he gave us the gift of rest, that we can also be renewed and enjoy his presence with us. As we'll discover as we continue in Genesis, things do go very wrong. Mankind turns away from God and opens the door to darkness and strife. It takes another act by our Lord Jesus Christ, the Word of God, who was with God in the beginning, to make a way back for us into God's light again. This time, Jesus' words, it is finished. As he died on the cross for our sins, was a declaration of new life and a new creation for all who put their trust in him. Today, God is still in the business of creation. For everyone who comes to him, trusting in Jesus' death to take away our sin and to deal with the darkness in our lives, may receive a new life in him. For as it says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Amen. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Gracious God, you are the Lord of creation and the lover of our souls, and you have given us everything for our good, and most of all the gift of forgiveness and life forevermore through Jesus our Lord. Accept our gifts and our service for the work of your kingdom and the advancement of the gospel, which brings life and wholeness and freedom through our Lord Jesus Christ. Sovereign Lord, you are our creator and redeemer and the savior of our world. We thank you that there is nothing in this world that is greater than your power to save. And so we bring before you now the needs of our world. Loving God in the quiet now, we bring before you those people and places that are especially on our minds and hearts at this time and lay our requests before you. 
God, our healer and comforter, we bring to those whom we know are in need at this time, the bereaved, the sick, the hurting, the troubled, and those who are in want of any kind. Bring your comfort, your healing, your peace, and your provision for those we name silently before you now. God of all hope, we thank you for the eternal hope we have in you. Renew us in hope and love and joy that we may live for you always. Through Jesus Christ, our glorious and risen Lord and Saviour. Amen. We close our time of worship with our final hymn this morning, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling, Mission Praise number 449. <coughs>
And now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you this day and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>